on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q and AF. That's where, uh, you submit the questions and I give you the answers. You could submit your questions a couple different ways. First way, you could submit them to guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. The second way is uh, you can go to YouTube and on the episodes of QAF, you could drop your questions in the comments and we'll pull some from there as well. So that's how you submit the questions that I'm going to answer. And these questions can be about anything, they can be about personal development, about success, about winning, about business, about entrepreneurship, about what's going on in the world, anything. That means anything, okay? Um, other times when you tune in, we have a lot of new listeners coming in right now. Uh, we have multiple formats of the show, so it's not always Q&A. Uh, we sometimes have CTI, which is Cruise the Internet. That's a current events show. That's where we put headlines up on the screen. We talk about them. We make fun of them. We talk about what might be true, what might not be true. And then we talk about how we can all be a part of solving these problems going on in society. Um, other times you tune in, we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of real talk. Uh, and then we have full length. And full length is basically what you see with most other podcasts, just an interview style conversation type podcast. And for all of the content that we give for free, especially on the Q&AS, which I give you for free, uh, 24 years of very successful business advice, um, life advice to help you win, we have a fee for the show. And that's very simple. Uh, if you get better, if you learn something, if you had a good time watching or listening, if it entertained you, if it gave you a new perspective, uh, whatever it did, if it gave you value, it wasn't a waste of your time, just share the show, bro. That's all we ask. I don't run ads on the show. I pass up on eight figures uh, a year on advertising on this show because I don't want you guys second guessing what I have to say or thinking I'm answering the man. Uh, no, I am the motherfucking man when it comes to this show. I make enough money in my businesses and I don't need to take ads. So in exchange for all that and not wasting your fucking time with 25 minutes of bullshit ads you don't want to hear about anyway, please share the show. Very simple, very simple. If, if we suck and we didn't do a good job, you didn't learn anything, it wasn't valuable, feel free not to share. It's straight up value exchange. I get it. Sometimes I suck. Sometimes I'm great. When I'm great, share the show. When I suck, sorry, man. Everybody <laughs> sucks sometimes. Better luck next time. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Uh, dude, I just saw this video, and I did not know this, but apparently in the state of Texas, they have a mutual combat law. Did you know that? Where yeah, like, where you could declare mutual combat and the police can't interfere. Yeah. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. I didn't fucking, know that they had it in Texas, but I'm familiar with the law. Do you think, like, if you were president today, would you instate that, like, federally? Yeah, it, I think it should be everywhere. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I think, there, I think the law is far overreaching from where it should be. I think there's, mm. I, I, listen, yeah. we've gotten way overly litigious yep. to where the point uh, where you have no recourse against people harassing you or fucking with you or causing you grief or stepping your fucking toes. Like Bro, we both were, civilly and criminally. We, yeah. we had yeah. a much better society when people were afraid of fucking with people. Mm. Okay, when people were afraid of stepping on someone's toes or disrespecting them, or causing them harm. When people had fear of repercussions, we had a better society because everybody respected themselves. 
and respect each other and themselves. Okay. And they respect the people's families. They respect the boundaries. And we have the situation now with social media where we have all these people out there that think that there's people that people don't exist that will fuck you up for fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so people have gotten real comfortable just doing whatever the fuck they want. When in reality, bro, there's a whole lot of people out there that will ruin your fucking life without you ever even knowing it mm-hmm. just for fucking with them. Yeah, they've had to adapt. Whereas yeah. back then they were just fucking. Yeah, yeah, but dude, like, you know, when when you could settle a fucking dispute by going out in the street and getting in a fist fight yeah. and then having a beer after, the world was a much better place. And, and they have rules. It's not like just like, all right, fucking mutual combat. Like both have to be, it's mutual, right? Like they both have to decide. It can't escalate to like, you know, aggravated assault, or, but a simple assault. Yeah, go for it. Well, I mean, dude, I, I don't understand, you know, this is the whole problem in society. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you have you have the weak people of society who are unafraid to fuck with people who are stronger and more capable of taking care of their own business. Yeah, that are held back by the law. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, those weak people aren't afraid of the law because the law right now in this country favors them mm-hmm. and doesn't prosecute them. If you're politically on one side of the aisle, you don't get prosecuted for shit. Right. You know, Antifa gets to go down and fuck in fucking Atlanta this past weekend burn all kinds of shit. And I'm glad they arrested him this time. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. These people have been getting away with this shit for fucking years. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem in society right now. Yeah, no, that's real shit. W- would you take it as far as, because you know, like back in the gentleman You know days, what it is, dude, is the police need to stand the fuck down when it comes to good citizens holding the line of the law. Protecting their own communities. Yeah, yeah 100%. Would you take it as far as, uh, like, you know, back in the days, two gentlemen, they could have the, I don't duel? know. Yeah, the, like a duel. Would you take it as far as that? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, bro, I don't think that most things have to go to that. The reason mm. that we've gotten so gun happy is because we don't have an outlet with the fist fighting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, dude, and you had a problem with like, dude, when I the, listen, dude, there's a massive difference between people that are my age and people that are 30 and 25 years old. Massive fucking difference. Yeah. I grew up knowing that if I did fucked up shit, if I fuck with somebody's girl or I fuck with them or I disrespected them, bro, I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. We're fighting. You don't have to defend that. Yeah. yeah. And I knew there was consequences. Now, whether or not I won that fight, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was up in the air. Right. But like, bro, you knew that if you did certain things, you're going to get fucking punched in the motherfucking mouth. And I grew up knowing that. It's very clear the people in this world that had grown up not having that. Okay, because they're the mouthiest, they're the most disrespectful, they're these fucking pussy ass clout chasers on the internet that try to fuck with everybody because that's the only way that they can offer any kind of fucking relevancy at all. That's that's why these people exist because they've never been fucking destroyed in a fist fight. They don't know what it's like to get punched in the fucking face. Yeah. It's dude, it's it's the it's the destruction of society. It's the destruction of natural order. Natural order will return. Because if we're looking at society and the way that the laws are enforced and they're being selectively enforced, eventually, if things don't change, the law will erode to a point where natural order will restore itself. Mm-hmm. Now, if the, if the law goes back to applying the law evenly across the board uh, to all citizens evenly, the way it should be, the order will be restored and we won't need to do that. But it's going to go one of two ways yeah. because this idea that certain people can do anything they want, depending on what group they belong to and certain other people can't do shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all these people burning down the, the fucking uh, country for three fucking years 
they're they're fucking victims. Yeah. And if if American citizens say fuck this, I'm done with this shit, and go down there and fucking stop them, they're domestic terrorists. Right. Or take a tour of the Capitol. I'm just saying, bro. It's yeah. a fucking double standard. It's bullshit. And the only thing holding back, and they know this too, the only thing holding natural order back from becoming reality again in society is this double standard application of the law right now. Mm. Like if the law completely eroded, all the fucking problems in society correct themselves very quickly. Yeah, I'm actually fact. hoping for that. That's a fact. Yeah. I'm hoping for that. Yeah. So long time will tell. Well, I'm just saying, bro, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, you learn a lot as a man in that environment. You know, the, those are necessary lessons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bro. Yes. That's the only way we know as men, once you're in the real world, where the fuck you stand. That's it. It's what you can defend yourself for. That's it. Yeah, man. That's real shit. And dude, you, you have a whole generation of people now, uh, uh, 15 years worth of people who don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And then when, some, when they do fuck with someone and someone fucks with them back, they play victim. Right. Right? It's just pussy shit, bro. Yeah. Fuck, man. Got a lot to work on, man. <laughs> Listen, man. I just watched four days of Yellowstone, so <laughs> I'm feeling a certain way about it. I'm just saying, dude, yeah. it was a better place. Yeah. It was a better place when there was consequences for your fucking words and actions immediately. Yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, but yeah. There's People so many, respected each other, bro. Yeah. That we don't have that shit right not now. Not wasting tax and, money and, on and these and simple the police, assaults. The police yeah. need to be allowed to do their fucking jobs. Okay. If the police were just allowed, because police understand this shit. Mm -hmm. If they were just allowed to do their jobs. Because they're not. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. They're not allowed to do their fucking jobs. It's not, the, it's not that there's bad police or the police are pussies and this and that. And that, like some of these people say, the, the fucking leadership of the police prevents them from doing their job effectively. Yeah. Then you have the court system who will not prosecute criminals, but they'll gladly prosecute certain people that stand in a certain political dimension uh, for anything that they do. We have an unjust, unfair, unethical, fucking biased legal system and law, law structure, and it's fucking this country up, and it's fucking up the culture, and it's fucking up the respect among citizens. And if they, we did have mutual combat where people could fucking fight it the fuck out, and you just, you know, someone just got their ass beat, and you walk the fuck away, shit would be better. Right, right. Well, the good thing is St. Louis has had mutual combat for the last three years straight. So, I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's not terrible. It's the last 20 years. Let's <laughs> right. be real. Right. I mean, dude, look, when, <laughs> when you fuck with someone, you got to be prepared to be fucked with back. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And nowadays, you know, you just got to get creative about how you fuck with people. So <laughs> let's get into these, man. We got it is Q&A. Hey, guys. Let's, uh, let's get better here, yeah. man. Uh, Andy, question number one. Andy, when you have a huge goal in front of you, okay, and you've made the list of what needs to get done, you do it, you did it, what do you recommend doing during the time from the point of execution of the plan to the plan actually coming into fruition? What, what do you do with that lag time in between? Well, I mean, dude, this is the concept of aggressive patience that I talk about. I just wrote about this uh, two days ago in, in Andy Graham. By the way, if, those, if you guys aren't subscribed to Andy Graham, you should, okay? A lot of you guys mi misunderstand the purpose of this. That's my post. Like mm. you say, oh, why don't you post in your feed? I do. I post 
Andy Grams every single day. And I have for the last three years. I'm more consistent than anybody on the internet. I post, every, I haven't missed a single day. Yeah. So those are my posts. So if you want my posts, go to, go subscribe to the Andy Gram. It's the first, it's generally the first post that I post in the morning every single day. All you got to do is click on that link and subscribe. It'll go right to your email, dude. And I don't spam your shit with a bunch of bullshit emails. Okay. So, uh, anyhow, you have to, you have to understand, and I give away a lot of fucking really good lessons in there that'll help you, especially in business. You have to understand, dude, <laughs> aggressive patience is a concept where, where you, you work every single day as hard as you can towards your goal, but you also understand at the same time that it's going to take time. Mm. All right. And this is a concept that people get very confused about because you hear people, other people out there say patience, you got to be patient, you got to be patient. And people misinterpret that and think that like, that means that they can just chill yeah. and their goals will eventually happen. And that's just not the way it works. It's aggressive patience. It's executing day in, it's executing day out. It's executing for weeks, months, years, understanding that that's the amount of time that it takes. So you have to do this intense work. It's this urgent work every single day, but also have the patience to understand that no matter how hard you work today, it's still going to take time to materialize. And so this is a, this is a major concept of success that people misunderstand because so many people don't communicate it clearly, right? You have a lot of people out there that just say patience, patience, patience is the key. Patience is a virtue. Patience is only a virtue if you understand the aggressive part that you have to execute day and by day by day, week by week by week, year by year by year. That's, that's what actually makes it happen. So um, the answer to this question is uh, you're, you need to be urgently executing during that time between the beginning and the result that you're trying to produce, understanding that this is still going to take time. Yeah. It's not waiting around like you're saying, what do, what do I do? Yeah. Oh, you just twiddle your fucking thumbs. Exactly. Like, bro, Hands off. Yeah. No, man. There's that's you're just by the nature of that question, you I can tell you're misunderstanding how this works. Mm. And this is frustrating for me because I see a lot of really good intent people who have the right uh idea and they want to succeed and they're willing to work for it, but because people tell them patience, 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 they think like, okay, well, I did this. Now I have all this free time. And because of that, because they don't execute during the time that they think is free time, they don't ever get there. Yeah. And I don't mean free time at night. I mean, just over the course, yeah, like, yeah. you know, for months at a time. Oh, I made these calls. I got this thing. It's, I'm waiting on this. I'm doing this. No, bro, whatever. You need to fill that gap with productive action. Okay. I talk about this uh, very, very, very in detail um, in episode 16 on the Real AF feed, which is called Win the Day. Win the day episode will tell you uh, my powerless method for basically running your goal setting system and how to execute it properly. And it includes aggressive patience. So go listen to episode 16 and give you a better understanding of what we're talking about. And I would use that system. That's the system I've used and it works very, very well. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you, have you found, because 24 years in business, have you found that that lag time between the input and the output over time, has that shortened? Are you able to, are, are you able, because of all your, your tools in your belt, are you able to speed that up? And when you get, versus when you started, is well, that lag time much bigger? Yeah, or? dude, for sure. Well, see, well, that's a, that's a, that's a complicated question, okay? Because first of all, 
when I started, there was no internet. Mm-hmm. All right. So like that's, it was, it was fucking a long time ago. <laughs> right. Um, not, there was internet, but it wasn't the internet that you guys see today or have access to. I was just talking to one of my buddies last night about how valuable this internet and social media is to people who are just starting out in business now. Because when I started, bro, there was no access. There was no access to people like me. There was no access to people who were doing shit or have done shit. Uh, You had to observe from afar, right? Like I looked at guys like Tony Robbins, right? And I, I could read his book, but I couldn't like tune in and listen to him talk. I couldn't uh, watch his show. I couldn't, I couldn't watch him on the internet. I couldn't, I couldn't really see that much. Mm-hmm. All I could do is read his book. And, and by the way, I wouldn't be here without that man. I'm very thankful for the work that he did, but you guys who are just getting started, you don't really understand how, how lucky you are to have the access that you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking to this friend who's also a business coach, a very successful, successful business coach. And we were laughing because Motherfuckers will bitch about spending two or three, four hundred dollars a month to get access directly to people like me who have fucking built ridiculously massive shit or people like this dude who's worth a billion dollars. All right. They'll bitch about 300 bucks, but they had no problem fucking spending 120 grand on a fucking education from a from a school mm-hmm. who's taught by a bunch of fucking fuckers who haven't done shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it makes no fucking sense. You guys have access to multiple, and by the way, most of the coaching programs out there are garbage, all right? But there are a handful of them that are extremely valuable because they are led and taught by people who have actually built things in real life, okay? So you have to understand the value exchange there and the access that you have. So the point I brought up this conversation is because I was, we were talking on, on the phone and I said, bro, if I had access to me now, like, okay, me in the beginning, mm-hmm. if I had access to me now, I could have cut down the 24 years by at least 50% and probably by two thirds. Mm. Okay. Meaning I could have got where I'm at now in a third of the time because I know all the shit now. Right. Right. Like I can look back and say, okay, don't do that. Do that. Don't do this, do this. Mm -hmm. And I could fucking direct the traffic like perfectly because I've been down the path and dude, like they say, hindsight is 2020. Right. So that's what you get when you work with someone who's done real shit. Mm. Now, you know, I never got that. I had to pay my dues the long way. But the fact that we have the, a- the access that we do now and the information that we do now, you know, these people don't understand how fucking lucky they are to have it because it never fucking existed before. And they've come in and they've run their whole lives on an iPad and an iPhone and this. And they, they like, just, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, fuck, dude, $400. Yeah, you're learning from someone... <laughs> Like you, yeah. you can't get them to understand it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like at the longer that you go on, okay, the longer that you go down the path that you're on right now, you're going to have, you're going to start to meet people. You're going to meet people with, with different skill sets and different relationships and connections. And like all that networking that you try to do intentionally now will organically be in place because you've been doing it for a long time and motherfuckers know you're real. Okay. so. Like, yes, now, now I can do things in, I mean, bro, a fraction of the time of what I would have been able to do in the beginning because of that, because I have financial resources now, because I have the experience and the knowledge and all the mistakes I made through the process 
all those tools and skills that I got from those mistakes I have in my tool belt. So like, that's something to look forward to. And that's why you should appreciate the struggles that you have. And that's why you should appreciate overcoming those struggles because when you overcome them in the beginning and you make mistakes in the beginning, or even if you make mistakes in the middle uh, or wherever, it's still a cheaper mistake than what it would have cost you five years from now. Mm. And that's how you should look at these things. So, you know, when you, when you look at the journey, right, and you're just in the beginning and you're looking at, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, you have to understand that that 20-year version of you is going to be a fucking monster that can accomplish shit in the snap of a finger where, you know, the, you couldn't get that done the first two years when you right. were just starting out, right? Right. Where, where in 20 years, you can make a phone call and that shit can happen. And so that's what you have to look forward to by persevering and not quitting. It does get much easier. Um, certain things don't get easier. Like, for example, you know, my goals now are exponentially bigger. They're, war- they're global size goals in, in terms of turning my company from a medium sized company, right, that we are now um, to, to a global brand. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking massive goal, bro. And that, that is every single fucking bit as hard as it was getting the thing started off the ground. But see, not everybody continues to expand their vision or their goal or what they're trying to do. I do. Um, And the reason I do isn't for my fucking ego or anything other than I have a bunch of people over here who have all worked very hard for a long time to get us to here. Um, And I've become very successful. And there's a bunch of people in this building who have become very successful. And I want them, uh, the other people who have worked and paid their dues to build their best careers they can. So like I look at it as paying them back for the work that that they have invested in. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh plus like what else am I going to do? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like I I fucking I have everything. I, you know what I mean? It stopped being about 2 years ago. Yeah, yeah. no, it dude yeah. it really did. Yeah. People don't understand that though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like bro, I don't even get paid from first form. People don't fucking get that. Right. Like I make all my money doing other things. And like, you know, I invest all my money back into first form, the money I pay myself. That's why we're able to fucking grow this other, we're opening this new building and then that next one over there and all these things. It's because, bro, I, I care about the people in this building and I want to build something really special. I think we've built something incredible now, yeah. but it's nothing compared to what we want to build. And, uh, you know, it, it did stop being about me a long time ago, yeah. you know? Guys, that was question number one. Uh, Andy, question number two. Andy, what are some things I can start doing immediately to help me get out of my introverted shell? Well, this is a great question. I had a really hard time with this, and I still have a hard time with this. In fact, we were talking about this right before we started the show. We were talking about how uncomfortable it is oh, yeah. for me to have cameras around to shoot content uh, and how, how big of a douchebag I feel. In fact, <laughs> I said I think I feel like a super douche, right? So, like, bro, it's just not who the fuck I am. Like, I'm yeah. a head down dude. Uh, I don't really care for that, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's not comfortable for me. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's not, is it, it may appear that's the opposite, but the reason it appears that way is because I practiced it. Mm. All right. So I used to have a very hard time with people as well. Uh, two things that really fucking helped me with this. Okay. One was that I worked in a retail environment. If you can work in a retail environment, you're going to get a number of reps every single day interacting with random strangers 
and that will help build your skill and interaction with people. That's going to help you in a, I mean, in a million different ways in life, a million different scenarios. It's going to help you professionally. It's going to help your dating life. It's going to help your, uh, you know, your personal friendships. It's going to help you fucking in every possible situation. The better you can get with people, the, the better your life will be and the more success and fulfillment you'll have. The only way to get better when you're not a natural gifted extrovert, which most people aren't, is to practice. So you want to put yourself in situations where you practice that, okay? This would include things like working retail. That's something that I did for a long time. When I first started on day one, when, I, when we first started Supplement Superstores, our first real company, um, bro, I was scared to death. Like I can still remember my first customer coming in. And I can remember my, my first customer was a, was a friend of mine named Nick Vespa. My second customer, I didn't know from shit. And I was scared shitless. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, shit. It's Nick. Yeah. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Bro. And like, like he walks in and I'm like, holy shit. You right. know, like, what do I do now? Like, I yeah. didn't fucking, bro, I didn't have anybody to coach me. I didn't fucking have anybody telling me anything. Like, I, I, I hadn't thought that far ahead, bro, if I'm being <laughs> completely honest. So this dude comes in. I remember it specifically, dude. This dude walks in the store and we didn't have shit. Like, we didn't have fucking anything. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, he goes, so are you guys like going out of business? Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, I, dude, I didn't know what he meant. Yeah. I didn't know what he meant. It took me like six or seven years to understand, to get what he was saying. Fuck. What, he, what he meant was we, didn't, we had so little inventory, it looked like we were going out of business. Yeah. Okay. Now you got to remember, we built our shelves out of wood, two by fours and yeah. fucking particle board. Like that was our store. It was a fucking, we built them. Okay. This dude walks in and he says, he looks around and he looks at me. He goes, so you guys like going out of business? Just like that. Oh, I, dude, I, this was the second day we were in, or the third day we were in business. It was the third day. It, was, it took us three days to have our first real customer. Comes in and, I, and he says that. And I'm like, no, man, we just opened. <laughs> you know, like I fucking was so stupid, dude. I had no idea what he meant. Like I had no idea that like, I, dude, I was, I was like, the fuck no we just opened like right. i didn't even i was just so stupid i didn't know i i was really proud of what we had you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm like oh this is great we got a store and bro that's that's there's a lesson in that mm. and the lesson in that is like dude you may not have a spectacular start you may not have this amazing start and people might think it's a fucking joke everybody laughed at me everybody laughed at us everybody bro everybody and if they it wasn't always to our face it'd be behind our backs Everybody thought we were fucking insane. So let him fucking think it because one day you'll end up in a good spot because of it. But he comes in and he walks in and he's like, he's like, Hey dude, uh, uh, so you got anything to build muscle? And I'm like, I fucking don't dude. I don't know shit about supplements either. All I knew how it was like to lift weights. Yeah. Like I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. I just knew I saw this other guy do it and I thought, well, if that guy can do it, I can do it. And so that's how we started it. And so, uh, this dude walks over and I'm like, and, and I remember like putting this product out and it said on the front of it, it said, uh, gain seven pounds in seven days. All right. It was, it was a product called cell tech by a company called uh, muscle tech, which they're still around a big, big company. They've been around for a long time, but it used to say on the front of it, I don't know what it says now. And I don't even know if they make the product now, but it used to say, put on seven pounds in seven days, a creatine product with, uh, mm. some sugar in it and stuff. So anyway, I remember seeing it. And I'm like, yeah, actually, we do have some stuff to put on some muscle. See this right here? 
seven pounds, seven days right here. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, what is that? And I'm like, well, Let's says see. here, <laughs> cell tech. I swear to God, that's how we started, dude. So like you fuckers <laughs> think that like, we're like, I'm some kind of genius or fucking got, we, that's where we started. Mm. Okay. So he's like, well, what is it? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I, dude, I swear. Cause I didn't know. And I, so, and this is another lesson. Yeah. Don't fucking don't say, you know, when you don't know, yeah. just tell them you don't know and you'll find the answer. And that's what I did. So I turned the fucking bottle around. And I started reading it. Oh, I read the bottle word for word to this motherfucker. I said, blah, 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 seven pounds, seven days. He's like, well, have you used it? I'm like, nah, man, but I, you know, sounds pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I, mean, I would buy it. Yeah. So uh, he didn't buy it. He didn't, I didn't, you know, he didn't buy it. He said, I'll come back later. He never came back. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's how you learn. Yeah. You know, that's how you learn. After he left, I, I fucking started, I realized, oh, shit. I don't want that to happen again. Right. So you know what I did? I went around and read every motherfucking product in the store. Mm. I went around and fucking learned what the shit was. When I didn't understand what something was, I called the company up and I started asking them. And I said, what's this? What's that? How's yeah. this work? Right? Because I didn't want to feel like that again. So, you know, it, you have to be willing to do that to get started. And that's where I started. So I don't even know where the fuck I was going with yeah, the, the retail options. What's the second thing? Oh, you yeah. The second thing. See, my you guys, if you don't know, I've been sick as fuck for yeah, like a yeah. week. So my brain is a little bit foggy on things. Um, <clears throat> the second thing was uh, I, I, I made up this little game that I practiced. Okay. So, so first thing is try to get yourself in a retail environment. That will help a lot. Um, and it's worth doing. The other thing is I, I made up this game and this is a game that, that I played for a long, long time. And what I would do, there's a grocery store chain here in, in St. Louis called Deerberg's famous, famous family, great family, uh, does a lot for the community. Very, very, uh, very great company that they run here. And there's another family owned company here, Schnooks. They do mm -hmm. the same thing. They're both great families. Um, this was a Deerberg's and it was by my house. And, and, I would go to Deerberg's and I would make myself talk to three strangers. Okay. So I would mm. make myself have three conversations with random people in the grocery store and then I could go home. Like highs and buys or like, no, like, like, like legit conversations? Like, no, it wasn't like, hey, how you doing? Mm. It had to be some sort of interaction. Like if I saw a dude looking at green beans, I'd, be, I'd start talking about green beans. I'd be like, hey, have you tried those before? And he'd be like, you know, no, nah, man. And, you know, we would start talking, right? Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. Or, you know, I'd have to, you know, sometimes if I saw someone and I like their shoes, I would say, bro, those shoes are fucking cool. You know, and we would start talking about shoes. I would try to find something to talk about. And what that did was it, it, it lowered my fear of approaching people. Mm. And it gave me the confidence to have conversations with random strangers. Yeah. And that's a massive skill set. Just like I said, the one in retail where it's going to help all areas of your life. So will this. Uh, especially those of you who can only approach people online now and can't have like conversations in real life. You, this is another thing people don't have perspective on because a lot of people, a lot of you young guys have grown up so digitally connected. You lack very, very, you lack your personal skills fucking yeah, suck. Some fundamental I don't know how to say like, this yeah, any better than that. Yeah. Like, so this is an important thing, especially for you younger people who have grown up with a lot of technology for you to practice because you may think these skills don't matter, but I can assure you they still matter because you're not going to get in that circle of, you know, 
the 10 figure per, the the 10 9 8 figure people that you're trying to get connected to without having personal skills and being cool as fuck. Mm. Like if you you show up and you meet someone in person cuz dude, relationships are still in person, bro. Oh yeah. When so when you show up and you meet someone in person and you're awkward as fuck and you don't know how to interact, bro, that's going to cost you the relationship. Because people are going to be like, what the fuck? This dude's weird as shit. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with They're that not going to care what you build. Yeah. They're not going to care. There's, there's so many people out there who have money and have success and have things that you have to offer something else to get into the circles that you're trying to get into. Okay. And that needs, that requires personal skill set. That requires your ability to connect and make friends with and be cool with people. All right. So it's an important thing. I, I did that. That, that Deerbrooks thing, I did that for fucking years where I would go in there and I would practice, I would practice, I would practice. Because guys, the truth is, I, and I try to say this, you know, but people don't fucking believe it. it. Everything I am is a result of me getting my face smashed in and learning. That's it. Hmm. That's why I tell you there's only two things that you need to truly succeed. Only two. Okay. You have to be willing to fall on your face and you have to be smart enough to learn the lesson, whatever that lesson is. Because every time you fall on your face, there's a lesson. So whatever that lesson is, you have to be able to learn it and then not do the same thing twice or definitely not three times. Okay. You might do some of these things twice just because you don't know, but definitely not three times. All right. And the other thing is you just have to be willing to keep going. You have to be willing to not quit. So if you're willing to learn from your mistakes, if you have the capacity to learn from mistakes, and you are willing to endure and not quit, you will eventually find yourself in the place that you want to be. That's really the only two things that you actually have to have. Yeah. Yeah. But practice those people skills, man. Yeah. Do, that, do that little game and get yourself in a retail environment. Those two things will help you a, a ton. Uh, guys, Andy, our third and final question. Andy, question number three. Uh, Andy, with so many companies doing massive layoffs currently, what what do you recommend to entrepreneurs or just employees in general uh, that are working within a company? Uh, what do you recommend they should do to avoid getting cut? Be as valuable as you possibly can. Okay. Um, that means being undeniably valuable for the company. All right. First of all, there's two things to consider here. One, are you with a company that is continuing to grow and can you grow to your full potential, whatever you believe that might be inside that company? If, if you cannot, you should no longer spend time at that company. You should move to somewhere that you can, okay? Because there's nothing worse than spending three, four, five years in a company and then being capped because they're not growing. And that's very common. So you have to really pay attention to what's going on in the company to recognize that. So that's the first thing. So, so is your job worth saving? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So let's ask that yeah. because a lot of them aren't. All right. Now, the good news is, is that while there's all these companies doing layoffs, there's also all these new companies and younger companies hiring and growing. Okay. Because what's happened here in the business environment is culturally, there's a whole lot of companies that have violated consumers trust. All right. Over the last three years. They've pushed a fucking super hardcore woke agenda in their fucking culture. Um, they've pushed super politically correct work environment that nobody likes. They made their culture suck. Okay. Um, they've pushed vaccines on people. They've made people do shit that violates their own personal fucking freedoms and rights. And 
They they push shit like, you know, like Disney pushes way too much fucking woke shit. Now their stock sucks. Right. This is happening. You know, these tech companies, people are recognizing, like I said, that nobody wants to live on metagoggles, bro, in a fucking house with on on communist government assistance for the rest of their life. So people are rejecting all this shit that these companies went all in on. And that's why you're seeing so many layoffs with some of these bigger companies. Yeah. All right. But that is not the other companies. Remember, there's two sides to this coin. The other side of this coin, which I've been telling for years, are the pro-American, pro-freedom brands that people are starving to support. Okay. People want to support small business more than they ever have. They want to support the local entrepreneur more than they ever have. They want to support the uh, the mid-sized companies that don't buy into the woke agenda and the pushing of shit and believe they believe in freedom and they believe in this country and they believe in doing the right things and they believe in not violating people's personal freedoms and they believe in unity, not division and all this shit. People starving to support those companies. They're starving to support them. Okay. And I said this for years. For, for years, I've been telling you that was the trend. That trend is happening. Okay. All of my companies are trending way to fuck up. My retail company is setting fucking records, bro. We have a fucking 24 year old retail company and everybody's like, oh, retail's dead. Retail's dead. Re no, it's not dead. Your fucking model sucks mm -hmm. and you suck at running it. Right. Okay. That's the truth. Peep, the customers are there if you provide what they're looking for. And what they're looking for is not to walk into an environment where they get fucking wokeness shoved up their motherfucking ass. They don't like that. Nobody likes that. Okay. And by the way, why would you pander to the people who don't have the money to spend on your business? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like these are yeah. not the producers of the world. Mm. So you want to make your business appeal to the people that are customers. And the way you do that is by being pro-freedom, uh, pro-unity, pro-America. People are starving for that shit. Yeah, so seek those companies out. It, get in one of those companies, yeah. and those companies are growing like crazy. They won't, you won't have all this, oh, I can't say this, I can't say that can't do this or HR or blah, blah, blah. You won't have that shit. It's actually fun. It's fun to work here. People like working here. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So those companies are growing. Now, that's, that's just an audit to assess where you're at. Okay. Do you, do you, is this a good time for you to leave this environment where these companies are getting their asses beat? Are these companies going to recover? Are you going to have a place there? Or are you just delaying the inevitable? Mm -hmm. Okay. Assess that then is now a good time for you to jump over to somewhere that's growing because of the things I just mentioned. Mm. This is a real business trend. A, Hold on. Yeah, yeah. And these motherfuckers are going to argue with me. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about because I'm gonna show, I can show you the real fucking data. I'm, I'm operating these companies. You don't fucking get it. So you could theorize all you want in the fucking <laughs> comments. I'm telling you the facts. It would be a good idea to consider getting in with one of these companies if you have skills and you're in fear of losing them over here. I will take as many of you high-skilled motherfuckers as they, they come my way because we're fucking growing, okay? Now, to answer the original question, which what can I do to not get laid off? You got to be valuable, bro. You got to be willing to do more than the other people. You got to be willing to drive the company. You've got to be willing to drive revenue, whatever that means. You've got to be able to contribute to the mission. You've got to make yourself undeniable inside the company. 
There is a great book written about this by probably the smartest business guy out there that nobody really talks about. His name is Seth Godin. He's a fucking legend. He wrote a book called Lynchpin. Lynchpin is an amazing book about how to be valuable inside of a company, how to be undeniably valuable inside of a company. Go read that book. That book will give you far more insight than I could give you on this show. But the, the bottom line of it is you have to become that person. You have to become that motherfucker that they can't live without. Because if you can become that, that makes you immune to the layoffs. Because when the layoffs happen, they don't cut the good people, bro. They cut the people they can get away with. Right. So like, they're not saying like, oh, you know, it sucks that we have to cut all these good people. That's not the conversation. The conversation is, okay, who's the dead weight? Mm -hmm. Who are the people that aren't contributing? Who are the people that we can get away with not having here? And you don't want to be on that list and you never want to be on that fucking list. Yeah. And, and every company has that list. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, I, I wanted to ask you when you brought that up. Would you say that a company that is doing layoffs is almost indicative of a company that's not growing? Is that the same thing? Or is there like a, you know? Well, of course. Why would you lay off a bunch of people if things were fucking wonderful? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, it's, it's a good judge as an employee. Like, if your company's already doing layoffs, that's probably not the right place to be at anyway. Right. And you automatically start looking for these other places. You know, not necessarily, man. There's, That's what I was at. There's like, also, there, no, there's yeah. exceptions. There's yeah. exceptions to everything. You know, there could be situations where you're restructuring. There could mm. be situations where you're adjusting, you're making a pivot as a company. There's all kinds of things, right? Yeah. Okay. That could, that could allow a company to, to take one step back to take three steps forward. Mm. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the company is going to fail long term. But it certainly means the shit ain't going well right now. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So right. that's how you should read that. And, mm -hmm. and you have to understand that if they're making cuts and you survive, you're probably going to have a lot more asked of you at that company for the same amount of money or even less money. So that's another thing to consider, too. And you know what? Sometimes in the economy, that's the fucking reality of business. You know? And so like if that situation comes to you where they say, well, hey, uh, you could stay, but you got to take less money. Instead of getting all pissed off, you should stop for a second and say, okay, well, what's the market like? What are the options? Where can I go? Now, there are options right now, the ones I just laid out, but people ain't talking about them. Right. Okay. Right. If you get with a company that has, there's lots of companies right now that are fucking crushing, dude. And all the ones that are crushing are the non-woke companies. They're, they're crushing. Ironic. They're crushing. Yeah. Yeah. I've, tried to, I've tried to lay this out for you guys for years. If you've been a long-time listener, I've tried to show you and tell you. I was telling you in 20 fucking 19 and 2020 that that would be the trend now. And here it is. And it's happening. It's happening right now. So if you have high skills and you want to work for a badass company, uh, maybe think about one of the companies that I have because we're kicking ass. Well, guys, Andy. And we're always looking for motherfuckers. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. Yeah. Go pay the fee. Pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed